Hello, and welcome to the Self Project Podcast. I'm your host, Christy Martin, and I'm a life mindset and human design mentor who is all about helping you heal and rediscover your authentic self so you can go out and do some really epic stuff. So this podcast is going to be all about spirituality, self-empowerment, self-discovery, wellness, healing, parenting, sobriety, mental health, you name it, we're going to talk about it. This is all about helping you along in your own self-project journey. So go ahead and let's sit back and dive right in. I want to welcome to the show today, Dory Staley. And Dory is a certified drum therapist, an ADHD coach, a Christian speaker, percussionist, and owner of Next Stage Drumming. She helps kids and adults focus, feel better, and find their joy. She's transforming lives one drum beat at a time. And so I have to say, Dory, I um, want to thank you so much again for coming on today, for giving of your time to come and talk with us. I'm really excited to uh, hear more of your story and hear more about what you do. Um, so if you didn't mind, did you mind um, just introducing yourself to us and sharing some more of your story with us? Sure, Christy, and thanks for having me. Yeah, my journey is very unusual, especially for someone my age. So in case the viewers are wondering, I am well past 60, woohoo, and I'm still rocking. I was a late bloomer to drumming. I have had no lessons. I was never in band in school or anything like that. I can read music, but I choose not to. I play by ear. And one day I just decided to audition for a rockin' church band. You know, one of those contemporary churches with a full rock band in the back there. And I just wanted to give it a shot. I saw that they were auditioning and looking for new band members. So I just checked the box on the program. Want to audition for the band? I checked yes. My husband and son said, you did what? (laughs) I said, I auditioned for the band on percussion. And they said, but you don't know how to play. And I said, but they don't know that. <laughs> so I gave it a shot. And it was a Thursday night. And I they, they have a full stage set up with a lot of Congo, conga drums, bongos, you name it, lots of drums. So a lot of people don't know what percussion is. And you can also do shakers, maracas, tambourine, uh, blocks, cowbell, whatever. They had everything. So it was like a kid in a candy store. I hop on stage and I'm just waiting to jump in. They said, do you need the music? I said, nope, <laughs> I'm gonna wing it. And I did, so you know, they were playing regular tunes, like cover songs from the 80s, for example, the 90s and today, along with some Christian contemporary tunes. And I just waited for the, the beat to kick in. I ca- you know, catch the beat, follow the drummer, there you go. I guess I did pretty well because I passed the audition. Uh, they had me on the schedule twice a month starting that Sunday. And I played with them for 13 years. In, in the process, in the very, very beginning, actually, as I was getting used to, you know, I stand and play for bongos and congas. I call myself Sheila E without the stilettos. I cannot play in heels. I don't want to fall over, right? So I'm standing up and I'm playing and during practice one day. And I said, boy, this really feels good. And it really was helping me like focus better. It was both calming and energizing at the same time. And at that point, I was an educational consultant and a private tutor. 
That was business number one. I was also booking young local rock bands. So I was around young people a lot, and a lot of them were very creative, but they couldn't focus for themes. So I thought this would really help these kids because that's exactly how Ritalin and Adderall work. According to these kids, they tell me that, you know, that's how they feel. So I thought, I wonder if I could t take some of these techniques and, you know, create my own techniques based on drumming. I did not know that there was a field called drum therapy at the time. So I kind of messed around at home. I had, I think maybe one drum. I always say I started with one drum in a dream. And again, I, you know, I didn't have a whole lot of gear, a whole lot of knowledge, but I had a whole lot of faith and a whole lot of guts. <laughs> so I asked one of my students one day who was having trouble with his math homework. He was coming to my house for SAT prep. And I said, you know what, dude, something's not working today. What's going on? He said, Miss Dory, I am just so stressed out. I just can't focus. And I said, can you indulge me for five or 10 minutes? Can we do something fun, right? So what kid is going to say, oh, no, I'd rather work on these math problems. And that, that's an offer you can't refuse, right? So I gave him a drum and I had one and we just uh, drummed for just a little bit. Seriously, no more than five or 10 minutes. And I just created a different way to drum that I don't usually drum like that, but I had a hunch that it would help him focus better. And it did. So after just that short amount of time, his accuracy rate on his math homework went from 40% to a 100% accuracy rate on the exact same math problems. So he said, wow, how did that work? So I said, it's called brain integration, my friend. You've just been recalibrated. So a lot of special needs parents are very familiar with that term brain integration, but most people aren't. So what I did was I knew that he was all on the right side of his brain. A lot of creative types. I'm one of them. Um, you know, it's like a party in your head all day long because the right side has got all these great ideas and, you know, it's going 90 miles an hour and all your creative, spontaneous stuff is happening on the right side. And on the left side of your brain is where you have, you know, math and language and, you know, all the step-by-step -step sequential stuff that right brain creative types can't do. So what I needed to do was to balance both hemispheres of the brain. And drumming really worked. And I was able to reproduce that time and time again. I did test it out on other students and then started including it along with ADHD coaching and tutoring. They got, they got a little bit of everything. At that point, I was just so curious. I was doing a lot of research, personal research on what really causes ADHD. What are the underlying issues that are triggering the symptoms? Nobody knew that and I needed to know. I just wanted to know uh, what's going on. And that developed into a 20 year research project called the Gifted ADHD Connection. And I discovered all of these similarities in the hundreds of kids that I tested and worked with. And a pattern emerged, and that's why I just called it that, because most of the kids that I was working with were extremely bright with really high IQs, but most people didn't know that, and they didn't bother to check. But since I have a background in gifted education, I was very, very easy for me to spot these kids and find out the different traits that a lot of teachers actually don't know because they're not taught this stuff in a teacher's ed program. How do I know that? Because you know, I, I thought of going that route and I realized that none of these teacher programs are going to help me. And even a professor said, 
this was in a graduate program for gifted ed. He pretty much confirmed that I didn't need to be there. He said, you already know all this stuff and you're already doing your own thing. You could teach these classes. <laughs> and I said, well, why don't you just give me the PhD and slap those three letters after my name and that way I can just kind of skip a step or two. And he just laughed. I already had my own business, so uh, so that's what I did. I kind of went off on my own. So if there are any entrepreneurs out there, you know, sometimes you, you do reinvent the wheel and you can, and you can create your own lane. And that's what I did. I discovered that there is a field called drum therapy, but nobody does it exactly the way that I do. There's different ways and techniques of doing things. So I got certified uh, with drums and disabilities because I thought that would be handy. And he, uh, the owner there, Pat Gaswaldo, is a former uh, rock drummer, actually metal. <laughs> He's creating the Metal Hall of Fame. And he was a former dyslexic. So he was creating drumming techniques using a drum pad and drumsticks to help special needs kids. So he's up in New Jersey and there were, they were working well within the public schools. And I said, hey, Pat, can I kind of add some of my own stuff? I'm using a djembe, uh, an African drum, African style drum, mine are actually synthetic and I'm holding it up like everybody can see. <laughs> it's an hourglass shaped drum with really, really good vibrations. And I told him that I really like it because the sound waves go right through your body. And I found that it actually promotes healing. And he said, Dory, go for it. <laughs> so I kind of created my own little uh, techniques. I, I keep adding to them. I think of probably somewhere between 30 and 50. I've got to start writing these down. But I keep testing out new things and creating techniques to match whatever the person needs. So it's customized, science-based, backed by science and approved by God is what I say. So when we get to my personal story, <laughs> we can talk a little bit about how faith entered the picture. Dory, that's incredible. I just have to say, listening to, um, you know, share more about what you do and how you, uh, you know, came to drumming therapy. I just, hearing your enthusiasm for it just got me really excited too. And um, I kind of wanted to ask, why do you think... I was maybe thinking this. So why do you think that with the right brain people that drumming therapy is so um, successful? Is it because they are maybe drumming in a pattern and we're starting to integrate some of like the sequencing that they normally have trouble with or what exactly is it that's happening there for them? That is a great question and great insight there. So good, you're thinking, this is great. If that is exactly what's happening, now, keep in mind, drum therapy can help just about anybody. I have used it from, for everything from stress relief and anxiety issues to PTSD, to depression, to physical healing, and also, obviously, um, ADHD and kids with special needs, kids on the autism spectrum. Man, they have such great rhythm and they love it and they catch on quickly, generally speaking. Now, for those of us who are right brain dominant, and that includes anyone who has ADHD tendencies, personally, I'll be honest, I don't like the label. I don't think it's a disorder, and I don't like the word deficit because that insinuates that there's something wrong with us, right? And I don't think that's a very positive message. So I created my own acronym. ADD in my book stands for a delightful dreamer right? Because we're all the creative, we're always thinking, we're always dreaming. And ADHD is a definitely hyper drummer. And I'm both. So 
<laughs> so when the kids realize that, you know, I, I know exactly where they're coming from, they, they, they understand that, yes, I totally get it because I was you as a kid. I was the kid who was tapping on everything and driving everybody nuts. I was the hyper one with a thousand and one ideas. So yeah, so I discovered that the drumming, because it is repetitive, you know, I start with very easy beats and rhythms that anyone can follow. I always joke, if you can count, you can drum. We are using, you know, again, what, what I uh, use mostly are djembe's. It's spelled D-J-E-M-B-E, you don't pronounce the D. A djembe is easy because it's one drum, <laughs> you know, it's one round surface. And, you know, you, you use both hands on it. It's not like learning how to play drums on the full drum set or drum kit, as we drummers call it. You don't have to worry about hitting cymbals and using your, your legs for the pedals. You're just, you know, tapping out beats on, you know, one surface. I've even had videos that I've done and told people, you can use a tabletop, you could use your lap, you could use a box. You, you can take wooden spoons from the kitchen and tap out beats on a plastic bowl. However, you won't get the sound waves. And the sound waves are really needed because they permeate your body. And they go through and they actually can adjust things. It's really amazing. It's like chiropractic without the cracking, I tell people. And I have seen people experience instant results, which kind of freaked me out at first because I thought, whoa. You know, I read all the studies about drum therapy and therapeutic drumming. They're slightly different fields. And I thought, okay, well, they're doing this in a group for six to 10 weeks, drumming for an hour to an hour and a half. And I just drummed with this person for, you know, just a, one session for 45 minutes and, and already, you know, the shoulder pain is gone. One people have said, one gal said she, not, not one, actually a lot of women have gained instant clarity. I'm just thinking of the one most recently that I worked with the other day. So yeah, what you're doing is the repetitive motion and you're, it relaxes you. And you can't think about anything else because you're just focusing on the rhythm, the sound of the drum. I do, I add deep breathing techniques and sometimes I add affirmations because I'm a real encouraging person. So I like them to know that it's going to be okay. You're going to get through this, especially people going through stuff, especially right now. You know, so many kids and adults are suffering from anxiety and depression. I might say something like, this too shall pass. Or if they're, if they're Christian, or if they're not, but they, they don't mind, I tell people I don't hit you over the head with the Bible. I am a uh, Stevens minister, you know, a trained uh, Christian counselor. I don't hit you over the head with the Bible, but I want you to know this. God sees you, and he has given you gifts for a reason. And maybe you just weren't able to release them before, but now it's time. So hit that thing <laughs> to hit the drum with all they've got. Because a lot of, you know, kids they hold, and adults, especially the women, again, they hold back. I've also worked with some men that, they, you know, they're too proud. They don't want to show any emotion. They don't want to, you know, do anything that's out of the ordinary. The whole drumming thing to them is like ready to burst their brain cells because, Dory, this is too weird. I said, I know, just give it some time. I will close out with a rocking tune at the end <laughs> to make it worth their while. I take requests and again, I have a very wide repertoire. 
So in, as long as it's clean, you know, I, I do have some parameters. It has to be clean and preferably encouraging. Please don't pull out some like really, really awful song that's going to make us even more angry and depressed than when we started. That defeats the purpose. So yeah, it's the repetitive motion. They breathe, they focus, and you know, they're in that moment in time, they're in the now. And that is the problem for a lot of right-brained people and a lot of people who are suffering from anxiety and depression. They're either worrying about things that happened in the past that they can't change, right? Things that are in the future. What if, what if, what if, right? You can't predict the future. You can only handle where you are right now with what you have. So let's talk about what you can do now. Can I help you get there? And and the fact that I've got the whole rock chick vibe and all, I don't have any hot pink in my hair this week. It's a little red, a little extra red. But, you know, I like the fact that I've played with bands. I used to book like hundreds of young local bands and solo artists. They opened for big names. So, you know, I knew when they mentioned, oh, I'd like to play a song by such and such. Oh, yeah, yeah, I know those guys. You know those guys? Yeah, I know those guys. Or, or I know the song at least, you know. So, I know teen, teens I tell them don't don't think of my age I don't feel my age so oh my gosh that's incredible and I feel like this is kind of a great segue into some of your personal stories so do you kind of mind um you know sharing a, a little bit more about um about that with us how you originally came into drumming it's, it's funny because I really was there I was minding my own business you know doing my thing I had the the two part-time businesses that I was doing on the side. We were actually homeschooling our kids since 1995. They asked to be homeschooled. They were my first clients because they thought that school was, was too boring and it was driving them nuts and they didn't want to be there anymore. They were only six and nine, right? But I listened and I said, well, how can we make school better for you? And they said, they both said, I want to come home. They said, it needs to be more creative and it needs to be more challenging. And mom, I know you can do both. Because they, they've been to some of my, I was doing classes and things like that. And they went, ah, oh, shoot. I tried to get out of it, you know. They're like, oh no, I gotta work. And, they, and then I got a pig foot. So I had no excuses. So I began developing uh, the, the two business, the, the educational consulting business, and they both turned out to be musical. And needed somebody to book them. So I had the two things going. And you know, it was pretty cool. And then the recession hit right around 2009, where we really realized that this is not going to get better anytime soon. And so I took a day job in sales and marketing, again, because of the bands and all, I had done so much marketing and promotion and social media. I figured I got this. So I had this great job where I had an expense account and a company car, and I got to travel up and down the East Coast, and I got to do what I do best, which is talk to people. I used to be an introvert. I really was a shy kid, but uh, somehow the the ham gene kicked in and give me a microphone and look out. And so I really have to, you know, <laughs> I had to honor that, you know, if I develop that skill, I might as well get paid to do this, right? So apologies to my teachers who put me in detention for talking too much. It comes in handy, folks. So yeah, so that's what I did. And I went to a company event one weekend. We, we did work a lot of weekends. And they were, you know, we were entertaining clients. We were outside having refreshments because it was during the summer. And we were taking a break in between workshops. And sure enough, I heard a coworker say, Dory, look out. And I had stepped into a, 
pass between a crowd of two people because somebody had called my name previously and said, Dory, can you come over here? Well, when I heard Dory look out, I'm like, what? And there's the speeding bicyclist. I'm not talking about a motorcycle here. <laughs> it was on a 10 speed. And he went flying through the crowd, some young kid. I don't know why he thought that was a good idea. There were people, there were over 200 people milling about having snacks. But he saw the opening in the two groups of people, and I guess he thought, I can fit and I'm going to go through. He could have gone behind us, you know, behind the buildings. There's a path back there. No. So anyway, he took me out, and I was the only one hit. And man, it was a doozy. He was flying. And I'm a real skinny gal, so there's not a whole lot of padding. And really skinny arms and everything like that. And sure enough, bam, he hit me. And it was like the force of a football tackle, except again, I had no, no padding and nothing to block the hit at all. And I went flying and I was trying to, you know, brace myself for impact. Oh, so many good analogies here. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like anything, anytime, you know, whether it's the economy or COVID-19 or whatever, Bam! When something hits you from left field, you know, what are you going to do? You know, you can cry, you can panic, or you can pivot. And that's exactly what I did, literally. I mean, I know how to fall. I'm a former runner. And back in, in the running days in Connecticut and New Jersey, you know, you might hit a lot of ice. So so I, I threw my shoulder forward so that my head wouldn't hit the bricks because we were, we were on a brick courtyard. So my head never hit, thank goodness. And I thought I was fine. I stood up and, you know, trying to make jokes and things because it was so embarrassing. Thank goodness I didn't have a dress on. Boy, that would have really been embarrassing. Whoa, they would have gotten a whole different tour right there. No, so there I was. Uh, and I jumped up really quickly and made like the touchdown sign, you know, with my hands with the goal. Touchdown! She's good! Everybody, I'm fine. We can go back. Let's go back inside for the workshops. And, you know, now I'm just laughing and I'm picking up my gear because I had a backpack on that went flying over my head. Okay, science geeks, based on the trajectory of my backpack, I determined that my body twisted on the way down. So imagine feeling pop, 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 pop. And I thought, oh, this is not going to be good. Fake it till you make it, baby. That's the musician's credo. And that's what I did for the rest of the weekend because I was there all weekend long, you know, staying overnight. And I was just, you know, making ice packs and putting them on my back at night because I now had swelling in my back. Uh, my knee and my ankle were, were swelling and hurting like all get out. I didn't realize that I had a concussion or whiplash because <laughs> I didn't know what the signs were. I just figured my head didn't hit the ground, so I got to be good, right? Until, you know, the, I was just, my memory was starting to, to do funny things and all. And uh, the kid did come back after... The accident, you know, he, after he hit me, and he said, are you okay? Are you okay? And I said, I think so. I'm not sure. But I started asking him stupid questions. Uh, that was a sign of a concussion. Because when you start thinking about things differently, and I didn't even realize what happened. So I must have, I know I didn't black out, but something must have happened. But anyway, he was off and running. Nobody got his name. Nobody filled out an accident report. And I kept moving and grooving. And stuck with that job for another three months. And then so I, I realized I can't do this because unbeknownst to the company, I wasn't able to sleep at night because I was in so much pain. And caffeine became my friend and stairs were my enemy. I couldn't go upstairs. I couldn't feel my legs. And my office was on the second floor. 
So I literally had to lift my leg, especially my right leg up to go up the steps. Nobody caught this, I can't believe it. And so um, what was happening was my brain was not communicating with my body. So even though my brain knew, okay, this is how you walk, my legs didn't. So I had a traumatic brain injury and didn't know it. So I have since worked with people and they describe their symptoms. I'm like, oh, I know exactly what that feels like. You do? Yes. And believe it or not, I fixed it with drumming, so you can too. So that's what I did. Quit the job, gave them back their uh, company credit card. Here's the keys to the very sweet company card. And off I went, thinking I'll be fine in two weeks. And it took three long years and a lot of fighting with the insurance company. That was not fun because they didn't believe me because I looked fine. I sounded fine, but they didn't realize that, you know, my, my, my pain levels were through the roof or you're walking. I'm like, yeah, because I'm in really good shape. Duh. And, and women are tough. I had two babies. <laughs> you know, I have a really high threshold for pain and they were big babies, by the way. So, you know, I don't know. What do you want me to do? Whine and cry and complain? I said, it's not professional. I didn't do that. I left on a high note. I said, thank you for this opportunity. And out the back door, literally, I went. And I thought, you know, I'll just do my two little businesses. And I realized that was not an option. I needed like now a plan C. Because now I'm in a, I was in extreme pain and I couldn't move or bend or lift. And oh gosh, you know, I couldn't even do you know, some of the, the big concerts and stuff. I was emceeing the shows, you know, and I was all taped up. People didn't know it. Then underneath my clothes, I had icy hot patches on all over just to get through, you know, a few days. I couldn't even, you know, function for more than a few minutes standing or sitting or whatever with that extreme terrible pain. So fast forward to the fact that I decided to investigate further. Again, you know, somebody had discovered the underlying issues of ADHD by, <laughs> by investigating and uncovering a lot of stuff. It's not going to let her own symptoms go without, you know, without finding out. I needed to know what the doctors missed because I, I thought they missed something. I said, There's, this was not a pre-existing condition. There's got to be a connection. There's a missing piece of the puzzle. I need to find out what this is. And this really drove me nuts. But I asked for an MRI and they finally agreed. And the MRI revealed that I had cysts all over my spine. Well, that would explain it. Nobody, nobody even asked me like the questions they needed to ask me to find out all these connections about the fact that, you know, I had a concussion. I was mixing up words for things. No, that's not stress. <sighs> so we put it all together and I, and I looked at the report and I, I told the young tech the MRI tech is, whoa, 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 what's, what's this on the report? Tarla of cysts? What the heck is that? He goes, I don't know, ask your doctor. I just, you know, I just take the, I just take the slides, lady. Basically, awesome. So folks at home, never Google your symptoms when you get home. <laughs> because that's really scary. And I Googled Tarla of cysts and I found out that it's a rare neurological disease. It's degenerative and there is no cure. And I thought, oh, come on now. Seriously? And I, that it explained everything, though. You know, I, I put as many pieces together as I could and all of my symptoms and the inability, you know, to walk and the shooting tailbone pain and all that stuff. And I thought, all right, this is not good. And I saw the, the videos of these, and it happens to affect women more than men. And I saw videos of these young girls. And if it eats, if the cysts eat away at your bones, you know, that's it, game over. And they were young girls with walkers. 
And my husband's making jokes. Well, you know, you can get a really cool cane and, you know, get like a rock star thing going on. And I said, Mark, that's not funny. <laughs> and I said, no, I'm not getting a cane and I'm not getting a walker. And I'm not going out like this. So, you know, when something happens to you, you have a choice. When you get knocked down, you have a choice. You can either stay down or you can choose to get up and fight. And I got up and I, I did slip into that lovely area of depression for a while. I'm keeping it really transparent, folks, because somebody out here may need to hear this. Even though I was smiling on the outside, I was really hurting on the inside because I was just uh, so ashamed that, you know, that I don't know why, but I just felt so ashamed. I felt that I was, I was guilty because I stepped into the kid's path. You know, I mean, come on, I couldn't have prevented it. And, and I also felt guilty because I can no, at that point, could no longer contribute to the family income. I had no money coming in. My savings were tapped out. And I thought, I'm a complete failure. And that's where, you know, it, it started to get really dark. It took a lovely trip to the dark side. And I don't mean the Pink Floyd. <laughs> and so, you know, for me, I'm a person of faith, and, I'm, and I had, do have a very strong faith, and I know this, I know God's voice, and I know the voice of the enemy, and I know that it was not God telling me, you know, you're a failure, you, you know, just end it all, you don't need to be here, nobody would even know if you're gone anyway, all these different things, like, you know, pfft, this is all a waste, so just call it quits, I mean, who are you kidding, you know, all these different things that you're, you hear in your head, and I realized God would never speak to me that way. That is not God. And so that's when I said, you know what, Satan? I'm not going out that way, so get ready, because I'm fighting back. And I did. I did have my exit strategy planned out. And I said, you know what? You are not winning. Not today, not ever. Because guess what? I'm going to stage my own comeback here. And I asked God, give me, what do you got? I need a way to heal myself and heal others. Stat. I got all New Jersey. And so God said very quietly, the voice of the Holy Spirit for me is very, very quiet. And it was a whisper. And it said, Dory, open your eyes, because I had my eyes closed. Open your eyes, Dory. I already did. Use the drums. And there in front of me was my lineup. No joke. A line of all my djembe drums. And I also have some other drums as well. That what I was using for my, by that point, I was doing group classes and events. I've got a lot of gear. And I thought, oh, gosh, the plumber always has a leaky faucet, right? I've been using this with other people and seeing amazing results. But I kept kind of writing it off, thinking, anybody can do that. That's no big deal. Huh, that's interesting. Or, you know, people would say, oh, my gosh, I feel so different. I've drummed, you know, like in drum circles, I've done a number of events. This feels really different, though. And I've had friends who have observed me drumming and says, there's something that happens to you when you drum. Something is coming out of you when you're drumming. And I'm like, oh, come on, folks. This is a little too woo-woo for me. To, you know, I didn't, I said, I don't want to go there. I can't tell people that. So I just said, well, okay, God, let's give it a shot. So I drummed literally for my life. Two weeks is all it took. I drummed every day between 15 minutes and a half an hour using mainly the, the djembe drum. You know, I'll tap out a little bit. I don't know if, if the sound will come out really well, but, you know, I just saying things while I was drumming. I was, this is going to be okay. We're going to rock this. I am not going to be sick anymore. We're going to let this go. And I am all done. And, you know, 
whatever came to me. And I would just drum and I would cry and my hands would be dry because sometimes I was hitting that thing so hard because I was so angry at the insurance company and the doctors who were telling me that, you know, you're a hypochondriac, there's something wrong with you. And ha, guess what guys, walking around with cysts on my back for three years, that would have been nice to know. So, so I did that with the djembe drum and another drum called a Native American buffalo drum, which you use a mallet and you tap it to get this really, really strong sound waves. And I kind of dropped that drum behind my back and tapped it. And um, I'm pretty sure that between the two types of drums with very strong sound waves, I am positive that those cysts were busted up because I didn't have any pain. After two weeks, I was fine. I had no numbness, no brain fog, no balance issues. I was always hang on, having those kind of issues. I didn't have any, you know, mixing up words issues. It's called temporary aphasia. Gone. Depression. Gone. And I was so clear that this is what I'm supposed to do. And then, you know, it came to me later. Yes, Dora, we can heal the world one drumbeat at a time. Wouldn't that be awesome? So I thought a simple ancient tool, I mean, this has been used by Native American tribes and African tribes for, you know, centuries. They knew it. <laughs> it just hasn't been used here. You know, mostly it's used for entertainment or fun, but a lot of people don't realize that there's a lot of healing properties in drumming and in the sound waves, and it's all backed by loads of scientific research. I've got like loads of articles. If anybody wants any links to the studies, I got them. So, you know, a lot of people looked at me like I was nuts in the beginning. Some people laughed, especially, you know, guys in the networking community. <laughs> you know, that's a, that's a crock. I'm like, oh, yeah? Don't believe me. Just watch. Oh, you know? <laughs> I gotta love that line from Bruno Mars's tune. Uptown funk. Don't believe me. Just watch. And I said, you don't believe me? Try it. Put your money where your mouth is, you know? <laughs> I even offered, like, I even offered some of the naysayers. I said, you know, I'll, I'll give me 15 minutes. You can drum with me for free. Because I wanted them to know this is what it feels like. Because if they don't, you have to experience it to get it. And you can watch my videos and you know you on YouTube and you, you can check out all my millions of blog posts and, and and everything else I put out there. But unless you actually try it, and a lot of people who have known me for years and have finally agreed agreed to try it, they're like, oh whoa, this feels so good. It's like the stress melts off you, and they they just didn't put two and two together because it is something completely different. You think drums, you think you're going to be rocking out to your favorite tunes. Well, we can do that at the end. But uh, but yeah, completely different, but loads of fun. And, you know, I figure I'm not getting any younger. So I, my mission is to drum with as many people as I can for as long as I am physically able. And so far, so good. I feel like I'm in great shape. So I'm working mostly virtually now, but I do some live events, you know, face masks, socially distanced and all that through the, my local town park and rec department. They offer free classes. They, they actually pay for the classes, which is very sweet, but it's free to participants. So they've been supporting my drumming program for years. So yeah, just trying to get the word out and keeping those good vibrations going because I don't want anybody to give up. There's always hope. Mm -hmm. This is incredible. I'm feeling very inspired to um, go get my own first drum. So for somebody who else who might be feeling really inspired to, to give this a try and to, um, what kind of drum do you recommend at first to start with? Simple, easy. 
I got to ask, shameless plug, plug here. <laughs> I am an endorsed toker percussion artist, which means that I get loads of perks. And one of them is I get to offer these djembe drums, like um, they're, they're synthetic basses, but they have goat skin heads. Apologies to the vegans out there. I'm a semi-vegan, I know, but it sounds much better than a completely synthetic drum. But having the synthetic bass makes the drum very lightweight and it makes it very affordable. Yes, I love the, the sound of the authentic uh, djembe drums with the wooden ba basses and all that, but they're heavy as all get out and they tend to be very expensive. So I do have drums for sale on my website. So if you click my store tab, there's an assortment of colors, but because of uh, COVID and things, for some reason, some of the colors are, aren't available right now. I guess, you know, they can only produce so many and they have a very limited staff in the warehouse in Texas there. So you order it from me and it gets shipped directly to you at a discount. So there you go. That's awesome. Where can we find you online then? Do you want to let us know your website? Sure. Just head over to Next Stage Drumming. And in case you're wondering where that came from, I just wanted to move people on to the next stage. So the <laughs> next stage of their life. So nextstagedrumming.com or I'm on Facebook, Next Stage Drumming, uh, Instagram, uh, the app symbol Next Stage Dory. That's, and I'm also on YouTube. So yeah, uh, take a look. If you go to my website and you sign up for my newsletter, which I don't bug you all the time, comes out twice a month, is always inspiring tips because the coach in me has to give tips. And you might get a little bit of a, a drumming video, but it applies to the topic. So, you know, I'm using drumming as a metaphor there. And you will get a free uh, video that comes with that is how to beat stress in five minutes or less. And I'll run I, the video, I run through different exercises that you can do with whatever you have at home to teach people how to use drumming to alleviate stress. And it really does help you reset your mindset and boosts your confidence and gives you a whole lot of clarity and it's a whole lot of fun so you're never too old to rock right <laughs> i love it oh my gosh so what other ways you said that you also um kind of are working as a coach so what other ways can people work with you it's interesting because you know in the middle of all this when i was severely injured and I couldn't do as much drumming. I actually uh, developed coaching programs and things. So I was working with people virtually using Zoom way before it became super popular. Man, I should have invested in Zoom and bought some stock back then had I known that what we know now. So I was already used to it. And I was helping people with business success and ADHD coaching, whatever they needed. Or in many cases, we did a combination of all three. And so it was working pretty well, but I thought, you know what, if you add drumming to the mix, just a little bit, you know, just a little bit of, of, of therapeutic drumming to their coaching time or their coaching session, it really boosted my results. And I'm all about results. I really want to make sure that people not only benefit from it, but that, that they see a marked improvement, you know? So yeah, so I started doing coaching plus drumming. And I have a new program, in fact, starting very soon, giving it a try. It's going to be based on my new book, which should be released any time now. And that's called Rise Up and Rock. It's my second book. I already have one on Amazon for, for creatives. And this one has a subtitle of Activating Your God-Given Purpose. 
So it has more of a Christian feel than the first, but you don't have to be a Christian to read it. You just have to be okay with some Bible verses in there and things because something happened to me, you know, after the first book was written five years ago, a lot of things changed and I started doing a lot more uh, research to help people and things. So, so it's got a bit of a different feel, but it's very, very, you know, broad based for anybody who wants to not only find out what their purpose is and what their gifts and talents are, because there's a lot of very useful exercises in there. Because I found a lot of those, 40, you know, find your purpose kind of books were very, very vague. Or it was about, you know, some guy or gal that, hey, they wanted to start a ministry. And before you knew it, it grew into this big thing. And people were handing them checks for $500,000, you know. <laughs> I thought, okay, that's great. How about the rest of us? So I wanted to write a book for the rest of us. So having done business coaching before and a lot of other types too, you get concrete, solid tips on how to, you know, find out what you're good at, how to monetize that, and how to really rock the next stage of your life. So whether you're a teen or you're in your, you know, 50s or 60s or 70s, whatever, you could really reinvent yourself at any age because I've done it multiple times. This is business number four, people. So, you know, just think about it. I mean, who in their right mind would think that there's some 62-year-old some out there rocking like crazy, playing drums and all that. If you told me this 20 years ago, I would have said you were nuts, but never say never and you never know where God will lead you and what path he will put you on. And sometimes he moves you because you were he needed you to do something else. So this is my divine assignment for this season of my life. So that's what your listeners have to think about. What do you think you need to be doing in this season of your life? Have things changed? Is it something you need to revisit? It's okay to, to switch gears and, and regroup and find something different. It might be something really, really worthwhile, or it might be 10 times better than what you were doing before. You never know till you give it a shot. That message. I love that message. Uh, I feel like that really speaks to me in a space that I was probably about a year ago. You know, when I started this podcast, it started really, I say I kind of woke up to my life and started, you know, reevaluating where I was going, what I wanted to do. And, um, you know, it was like that too. My my path over the last year has taken a completely different direction than I ever could have imagined. And um, I like how you mentioned, like, it's okay to change. This is who we are and what our purpose is in this season, but maybe in the next season, your purpose is going to change and evolve and that's okay. Yeah, I think people kind of, they tie their identity to, to one thing and, it, and what, it could even be, you know, I'm a mom, you know, this is my identity. That's all I can do. Or, you know, I, I'm an investment banking you know, whatever. And, you know, things change. And I mean, look, at, look at where we are now. Things have to change if you're going to be able to, you know, move forward. And my mission, and for me, and also I think everybody, you're given gifts for a reason. And guess what? It's not about you. Your gifts are given to you so that you can bless others. So start thinking about what can you do to make a difference in this world? Heaven knows we need it. We need more people out there that are ready to say, you know what, I can make a difference where I am. It might just be in your little community. It doesn't have to be, you know, a huge million dollar idea. You don't have to help millions of people. You can just help, you know, a small group or even a few, even if it's just something every day that you do that maybe you don't even think about it, but it can make a huge difference to somebody else. So don't discount your gifts. 
rise up and rock. Uh, I love it. So Dory, um, I'm just going to kind of close this out just by saying that this has been incredible. Um, your message and your energy and the passion that you bring for what you're doing and for helping other people and spreading this message is just like, it's got me ready to like rise up and rock with you. <laughs> like, where, where are we going to the rock concert at? Let's go. <laughs> Life is short, girlfriend. I'm telling you. <laughs> we'll close out with a rocking tune. I got my Bluetooth speaker. I cue, you know, I cue up a song on YouTube. I go, what do we want to close out with today? Oh yeah, let's go there. <laughs> I love it. Oh my gosh, I love it. So yeah, I, I feel like we've we've covered so much. You've given us such a great message. So so I just have to thank you again for being here. Thank you so much for what you're doing and you know for getting all these great messages out there. And you know, I, I listened to some of your previous podcasts and also it really is awesome when you can use, you know, where you were, because I've I read your story and heard your story, and you kind of you know flip the switch and make your mess your message, you know? One hundred percent, one hundred percent. Thank you so much, Chrissy. I really appreciate you having me here today. And thanks to all your listeners as well. Thank you so much for joining me today for the Self Project Podcast. I hope that you were able to find something useful or inspirational to take away with you today. So come and connect with me over on Instagram. It's at underscore Christy Martin. And let me know what you want to hear more of. Go ahead and subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. And I will see you next time.